Welcome to an inspiring message from Awaken City Church. For more information about us, visit awakencity.com.au. Well, happy Easter, everyone, once again. And to all the family online, happy Easter. You know, Easter weekend for humanity can mean so many different things, can it? You know, for some, it's all about the Easter bunny, chocolate, Easter egg hunt, long weekends, family get-togethers, sleep-ins. It can mean so many things for different people. But for Christians, do we have any Christians in the house this morning? Easter is the foundation to our faith. And if you read all four Gospels, a third of it is really all about this week, this holy week leading up to today. And the crescendo is we are in Resurrection Sunday where Jesus not only conquered sin, but He conquered the grave, spiritual death for us. And this is what separates us from any other faith. Some call it religion, but you know, you know, not true religion. There is true religion. Religion is man's way to get to God, where we bring God down to our own image. But faith in Jesus Christ where we, is when He raises us up to God's image. That's the di- di- difference. And if your experience here today, if you've come here today, this is your first time or you've been coming for a while, if your experience today of church and God has been like that, there's been religion, man's way of get to God. My hope and my prayer today is that you'll experience church, more importantly, God very differently. Because church, the Lord Jesus Christ, He is the head of church, is life-giving. It's powerful. It's fun. It's relevant. It's joy-filled. It's where the spirit of faith, hope and love is tangible. Where the presence of God is in this place because when two or three are gathered in His Name, He is in the midst of us. You see, Easter is an accurate account of a real life love story. It's about a relationship with God and humanity that He created. He created you and I. And in John chapter 3, verse 16, one that we're very familiar with, but it just brings it all back to what this this weekend is all about. He says this, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn it, but that the world through Him might be saved. You see, the real meaning of Easter is all about God's relentless pursuit and extravagant love for you. The Bible, this Bible is a love book of, re- of God's redemption plan, of His atonement for our sins. It's, it's resurrection power and how to live this beautiful spiritual new life that He has promised us. If you think this Bible is about rules and regulations like I once thought and I did it all wrong, I did what I shouldn't and I, did, I should have done what I didn't, it's all wrong. It's not, that's not what it is. It's a prophetic book of events to take place and most of them have already taken place. Nothing in this Bible is by chance. Everything in this Bible points to Jesus. He's the solution. He's the answer because He is the Messiah. Everything in this Bible points to Jesus. It's a love book. 
And Jesus makes this profound statement in John chapter 11, verse 25, before raising Lazarus from the dead, he said this, I am the resurrection. I am the resurrection. I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus is making these statements about Himself. See, Friday was about Jesus paying the ultimate price. After being mocked, beaten, shamed, He was crucified. After six long hours on the cross and half of it was in darkness because the earth was in mourning for the Son of God. He said, it is finished. When Jesus gave up His Spirit, the Bible says the veil was torn in two. Ricks, ricks, rocks split in part. Tombs were open. The veil was torn in two from top to bottom. People were raised from the dead. The Bible says that when the Roman centurion who was looking after Jesus, who was making sure everything went to plan and all those with him, He was awestruck by what took place. And this is what he said, truly, this must have been the Son of God. How powerful is it that a Roman centurion who was not brought up in Judaism or religious studies, he was in charge of everyday executions, would say, truly, this was the Son of God. See, Jesus on Friday paid for all our sins. He took it upon Himself, so much so that the Father had to turn His back when He gave up His Spirit. Why? Because when He said, My God, My God, why have You forsaken Me? God had to reject Jesus because of that, because He who knew no sin became sin for us. He took on our sin. And that's why when you and I stand before Jesus, we won't have to feel the sting of rejection and abandonment because He paid for it in full. Jesus didn't die on the cross to start a religion. Friday is about atonement because without the blood of Jesus, there is no remission for our sins. Jesus paid for us in full. He redeemed us back into a relationship with God. We are no longer separated from God because of our sin anymore. Everything Jesus did, He did it willingly and He did it for you. This is love. But it goes further. He came also to destroy the works of the devil. When Jesus conquered the grave on Sunday, He broke the works of the devil. He broke the curse over our life. You know, they took the body of Jesus down from the cross and buried Him in a tomb. Jesus went down into the bowels of Hades, but He took back the keys of death and hell. He took back the keys of the kingdom for you and I. The devil was stripped of every legal right he had over you and I. He has no power or authority over a believer's life. It's only if we give it to him. It's paid for in full. The Bible says it on the third day. On the third day, the stone was rolled away. The tomb became empty. Jesus Christ rose from the dead. Now it's not just about atonement, it's about resurrection. Today is all about resurrection power, all about this new life. See, we don't have to wait to one day getting to heaven, although I'm looking for that one day. We can have heaven here on earth. 
Jesus Christ defeated the price of sin and spiritual death so we could have this new life. We could have this new life that He has promised for us. When Christ ascended and went to heaven, He took us with Him. We are seated with Him in heavenly places. Does anyone believe that this morning? He took us with Him. We are sick. That's why we can boldly come into the throne room and receive mercy and grace. Christ took the sting of death away. It's been swallowed up in victory. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. These are two different things. See, the life that you and I can experience is not just about getting into heaven, but it's about getting heaven into us here on earth. Experience heaven here on earth. See, that Greek word for life is called Zoe. It appears 138 times in the New Testament. It's different to the phrase or concept of human life. The Zoe life we see in 2 Corinthians 5.17. And this is what it says. It says, this, this means that anyone, anyone, anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and a new life has begun. Anyone wants a new life here? Yeah. Well, when you belong to Jesus Christ, you've already received that new life. Yeah, See, Jesus wasn't talking about a human life here, but a spiritual life that comes direct from God. So we can have here on earth. See, the God kind of life is also spoken in John 10.10. And He makes it very clear. He says the thief's purpose is to steal, kill and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you may have life and life more abundantly overflowing to the full. You know what? When I, uh, I grew up uh, in, a, in, a, in a home where I went to church every Sunday, I knew all about God. You know, this Holy Week was all about when I, growing up was going through the stations of the cross, going to church every Sunday, every day actually throughout the whole week, doing the stations of the cross, doing Lent, fasting and all that sort of stuff. And I just went on for the ride. I knew all about God, but I didn't know Him. You know, the Holy Spirit was mystical to me. I would, I would say, you know, the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, and just think that's what you needed to do. But at 26 years old, through a divine set up by God, I surrendered my life to Jesus Christ. I repeated this prayer that we just spoke about in 2 Corinthians 5.17, where it says, I actually felt the old life had gone and a new life had begun. For the very first time I felt whole, I felt forgiven and I knew I was free. Long before I even knew the Scripture, I was living it because before that there was a void in my heart and nothing in this world could fill it, but only Jesus can fill it because of the presence of God was not just mystical anymore. He was in me, felt God's presence for the very first time. And this passage of Scripture came to life for me because for the very first time, I felt whole. I knew I was whole and I knew I was forgiven and I was knew that I was free and that's someone here today. Romans 8, 11 says that the same Spirit 
This same Spirit that is in me right now, the same Spirit of God who raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives in you and I. And just as God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, He will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living within you. If we can comprehend the magnitude of what that passage of Scripture is, we'd be living a whole new life. We'd be living a different way. We'd be recognising that everything we have to live this victorious life is already in us. Everything you need to live this victorious life in Christ is in you. What we see understand is that because of this, heaven is in you. Jesus got up, He got out and now He's in you. He rose up from the dead, He's alive in Christ and now He's in you. And this body that we're living in, this body that shells it all, that carries it all, is what houses the Holy Spirit. Because you are a spirit, you are a soul and you are a body. And even though our physical life will cease to exist one day, it houses the soul and the spirit that lives forever. That means what you and I do with our bodies really matters. How you treat it, how you feed it, it really matters to God. Not feeding our fleshly desires, but being good stewards of these physical bodies that we've been given. Your soul is your mind, will and emotions. This is where the battlefield begins and ends. It's like a filter and what you stare at, what you stare at, you'll steer towards. But our recreated spirit is where the person of the Godhead resides, where the Holy Spirit lives. But we understand that every promise has a premise. It's our responsibility to look after our soul. It's our responsibility to look after this body, to protect it, feed it and renew it. All three parts need to be looked after and fed and nurtured. Colossians 2, chapter 6, verse 7 says, Let your roots grow down into Him and let your lives be built on Him. Then your faith will grow strong in truth you are taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Verse 9, For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. See, when you let your roots grow down in Him and let your life be built on Him, you will no longer live as a prisoner of your sin and your past and your fleshly desires because you'll be controlled by the Spirit of God. My Bible tells me those that are led by, those that are led by the Spirit of God, they are children of God. Secondly, you've been given this new life of love. The first thing that happens when we come to Christ, when we belong to Christ, He takes out this stony heart and puts in a heart of flesh that beats as one with Him. Romans 5 says and says this, And this hope will not disappoint us, for we know how dearly God loves us because He has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with His love. See, we can now love the way He loves us because He loved us first. Love and forgiveness is like going as a hand in a glove. Jesus was the perfect example of forgiveness. That even whilst He was on the cross and all those people that did all those things to Him, He said out loud, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they're doing. Oh, this is love. 
whilst we were still sinners, Christ died for us. See, forgiveness, when you live a life of forgiveness, it does more for you than what it does for the other person. Jesus said, if you can't forgive others, how can I forgive you? C.S. Lewis says this, to be a Christian means to forgive the inexcusable because God has forgiven the inexcusable in you. Receiving God's forgiveness is the first step. God's love is the antidote. And thirdly, this new life in Christ gives you complete victory over the devil. All power and all authority has been given to you over the enemy. And because of Jesus Christ, sorry, death, burial, resurrection and ascension, we celebrate Easter Sunday from this positional truth today. This beautiful exchange that took place over this weekend from death to life, from sin to being forgiven, from guilty to be found blameless, from shame to becoming the righteousness of God, from bound to walking in freedom, from defeat to victory. Does anyone feel victorious here today? From sorrow to joy. The Apostle Paul says, we are now more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Colossians 2 says, Then Jesus made a public spectacle of all the powers and principalities of darkness, stripping away from every weapon and all their spiritual authority and power to that accuses you. And by the power of the cross, Jesus led them around as prisoners in a procession of triumph. He was not their prisoner. They were His. See, when you focus on who you are in Christ, you lose sight on who you are not. You are not a prisoner of your sin. You are not a prisoner of your past. Jesus is the one that has washed you clean, who's made you whole, forgiven and free. No devil or person or experience can take that away from you. You are not a prisoner of your past. That is for someone today. Don't allow that accuser, don't allow the accuser of the the devil to try and disqualify you. You are more than qualified today. Romans 8.1 says, So now there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, for the law of the Spirit of life has set you free from the law of sin and death. You are free, church. You are free, family. You are free online. When you belong to Christ, you have this new life. You have resurrection power on the inside of you. The debt has been paid for in full. You walk in resurrection power. So if the devil tries to remind you of your past, you remind him of his future because you know where that is. And if sin today is your problem, Christ is your cure. 1 John 1.9 says, if we confess our sins to God, if we are repentful and confess our sins to God, He is faithful and just to forgive us of all all unrighteousness. You have complete authority and power over the enemy. 
but it's not just for you. Jesus said to His disciples, go into all the world. Go into all the world. And you know, when Jesus sent the 72 disciples out to go minister to people, to preach, heal and deliver people, they came back and they were all excited. They said, God, Jesus, you should see what happened. This happened, that happened. Even the devils trembled and fleed away when we use Your Name. And this is what Jesus said. He said, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. But He said, don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you. Rejoice because your name is registered in heaven, that you are citizens of heaven. You know, this morning, resurrection power and life is here for you today. But the question I wanna ask you, if I could have the team come up, that'd be great. The question I wanna ask you today is, are you sure your names are registered in heaven? It's very important that we understand that. But resurrection power is here today. See, the end of the Easter love story is that God has given you and I a lifeline to rescue us. He's given you eternal life. The cross isn't the revelation of your sin. The cross is all about the revelation of God's love for you and I. How much God loves you. Because He is risen. He is alive. And He wants to put heaven in you. He wants us to experience everlasting life and this new life here on earth with Him. Jesus didn't come as an addition. He came as the answer. Jesus says, I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. And no one can come to the Father except through me. For I so loved the world that I was prepared to do whatever it took, whatever the Father wanted me to do. The power is in the blood of Jesus Christ here today for you, to wash you clean, to give this new life for you. There is no other name that can save you. All the others are in the grave, but Jesus Christ is alive. He's risen and He wants to be alive in you today. And today, maybe, maybe you were like me at 26 years old. You've lived a life where you knew all about God. You've been coming to church for a long time. Maybe you were dragged along by your spouse or a family member today. And your experience of church and God was what I, want, what I said before. It was man's way of get to God, but it's not that. You've heard the truth today. God wants to get heaven into you. He loves you. And just like me, I don't believe at all that this was just a coincidence you're here today. This is a divine set up by God. He loves you. He wants you to experience heaven and everlasting life. He wants to make you that brand new person on the inside where the old life is gone and a new life 
has begun, where you won't look at the Holy Spirit as being something mystical, but the presence of God be in you and with you. Because the Holy Spirit is not mystical. And you know, the good thing is about this is that you you can leave this place and the Holy Spirit goes with you. You can't, you don't have to just experience God here. He's in you, He's with you. You carry the presence of God wherever you go. You know, when I gave my life to Jesus Christ and I first time I saw the, 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 the sky, I thought, wow, the sun is brighter. The grass is greener. People looked a lot more beautiful, even those ones that were hard to love. <laughs> That's God, the God kind of love. That's the Zoe life. That's the life we were, we were, we were, we were all made to live. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope it has blessed you. If you would like to find out more about Awaken City Church, visit awakencity.com.au.